This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. On the phone with us today is Eric Evans, who is the executive director of the Downtown Annapolis Partnership. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be here. You know, spring is here. I go out walking in the morning and the sun is actually up. I'm not walking in the darkness. And with spring usually comes birds, the returns of the ospreys in Annapolis Restaurant Week, right? That is correct. Well, Annapolis Restaurant Week is happening even in a COVID-19 pandemic. Annapolis, uh, we love our food and there's plenty of ways to make it work. And that's what we wanted to get you on the phone and talk with you a little bit about um, Restaurant Week and what's happening with it. Uh, I'm glad to be able to share that information with you. We have some great new ways to do it. So everybody will be able to enjoy it, whether you want to do uh, dine-in like you typically do for Restaurant Week. But we also, this year for the first time, we had a carry-out deal. We're adding liquor to go. We're adding gift cards. Uh, there's a lot of different options this year. So whatever makes you comfortable to get out and support restaurants, we have a way for you to do it. <laughs> Did you say liquor to go? Liquor to go. You know, I got I to gotta send Francho a Christmas card or something like that. That was one of the best ideas to come out of this pandemic is to be allowing our restaurants to make their signature cocktails to go. Absolutely. I mean, why eat a fine meal if you can't have a glass of wine or a cocktail or a beer with it, you know? How is Restaurant Week? I mean, typically it's running a little bit later this year, which is probably a very good thing just because the weather is going to cooperate a little bit better. And for those that may not be comfortable going out dining, may be very comfortable dining either outside. The weather is cooperating without a tent or outside in a tent, which many restaurants do have. Absolutely. The weather will help out. So if you want to sit outside or in one of the heated tents, it also give restaurants time to adjust from being at 25 percent capacity to 50 percent capacity. So. Um, you gave them a chance to get their staff back, some staff back hired and trained uh, before we we load it out. You've got about 40 restaurants that are participating this year, which is pretty much kind of what you have every year. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's been any kind of a fall off. And you've got some of the old favorites and you've got, you know, some new ones that are participating. So it's it's exciting. And they have different specials. And is it any different than years past? Because it used to be the places that served breakfast would do a breakfast and a lunch usually. The places that served, you know, lunch and dinner just had a lunch specials or a lunch menu and a dinner menu. Is it different this year just because of everything? So we, we changed the pricing a little bit this year. Instead of saying everyone had to do um, a meal at one set price, we put a range of prices in there. So the idea was to allow restaurants to be more creative so they can go a little bit lower than normal or a little bit higher than normal um, as they create their specials this week. So there'll be price ranges this year instead of one price for all. That makes sense to me because I, I would imagine, um, I don't want to pick on Flamont, but they are, you know, they're they're an expensive restaurant. They're a special, a special event restaurant for me. And I'd imagine, you know, getting down to the price point might be difficult for them. But similarly, another one of my favorites, Caliente Grill, who, as we're recording, this is actually celebrating their eighth anniversary tonight. So, hey, congratulations to Raul and Roxana. But they are a very affordable and maybe difficult to get up to the dinner price. So the lower end restaurants have traditionally had problems sometimes making a great deal at the required price. So a lot of times they would throw in um, a bonus uh, side or a bonus drink or something to try to get up to the right price point. Um, so this would give them a little bit more flexibility on you know, people on the top of the spectrum and the people at the bottom of the spectrum. Um, so that can work for more people. But I'm looking at the list on uh the website, which is annapolisrestaurantweek.com. And that's where you're going to get all of your information from, annapolisrestaurantweek.com. 
I'm so happy to see Carroll's Creek back in there. I know they took a little bit of a vacation, sort of like Main and Market did, where they shut down for a couple months to push their reset button. And it's great to see them back up. It's going to be kind of like their grand opening week, I believe. They were originally, I think, not going to open until April, so they opened up early for restaurant weeks. So it just shows you um, what a popular event this is, and um, it is one of my favorite places to go for restaurant week. And it's too bad the view sucks, though. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, sitting outside on that dock, you know, with all that water nearby and everything else, it's just horrible. But overlooking such a historic city, it's yeah, it must be yeah. horrible. I mean, who, who wants that stuff? Um, but no, I actually, it was funny because I talked to Jeff Jacobs probably a year ago or two years ago. You know, it's so strange when I talk to say, oh, it was a year ago. I'm like realizing that nothing has happened in 2020. So everything when I say a year is like in two years ago. 2020 is not no longer exist. But he was saying that Annapolis Restaurant Week is huge for them. And it just really kicks off their season. And I mean, he's he's a huge fan of that bin forever and ever and ever. So that's uh, pretty amazing. They do a great job with it. Uh, you got some new people. You've got Ingrano Bistro Bakery, um, which is not really in, quote, unquote, Annapolis, but it's uh, just outside of the city off of um, Harry Truman Drive, which is a new great little uh, bakery bistro place that's over there. And actually, that's part of the Lunas family of places. I'm looking forward to trying it. I haven't eaten there yet, but uh, I have been hearing some great things about that uh, bakery. So I'm. It really, it really is. It was funny. I was in there last weekend. And I was talking to uh, Perry Lunas, who's one of the uh, one of the owners, and I said, "Hey, all I all I'm looking for now to drink is just an iced tea. I'm trying to lose some weight." And he goes, "Oh, he says iced tea is a little bit of a problem here." And because he's got all these menus and everything else, I ended up having like kombucha or something like that. And I said, "Okay, I, you know, I was like just." It's sort of like when I go into a Starbucks sometimes, like I want a large. Oh, would you like a grande, a bente? Or I said, I don't know. I just want a large. You know, you figure it out. Fabulous. And I can't wait till they ramp up and they get, you know, they're serving lunches and stuff like that. It's going to be a real nice little place to do. They've got a nice outdoor little patio as well to do that. So that's, you know, wonderful there. Miss Shirley's is back again, and they always have the wonderful breakfast as well, whether it's in Baltimore or here in Annapolis. You can't beat them for breakfast. They, they, I mean, you want some good southern food and breakfast. That is a place to go. You do. I have never gone there once and not waddled out. So I guess that's a good sign that uh, they feed they feed you pretty well on that. But again, you know, all all the favorites are on there. Again, that you've always seen. You've got um, Luna Blue. I don't think you can find a finer Italian restaurant than what Aaron does at Luna Blue. Thai. You go to Lemongrass, of course. Iron Rooster is a favorite for breakfast and their Pop-Tarts downtown. Gordon Beershover at the Annapolis Town Center is in there as well. And, you know, our favorite Irish place, Galway Bay. Yeah, a little something for everybody. It's a, you know, nice wide range of flavors in restaurants. Well, okay, so we can do takeout. We can dine in. We can also, but now how are we working with parking? Do we have, is parking a problem? Go to the Downtown Annapolis Partnerships website and they have a ton of parking tips for Downtown Annapolis on their site. As always, uh, I am so excited to see new stuff and I'm excited to see old stuff that is um, here on Restaurant Week because I've got my favorites through town that I love to go and visit again. I love that they tweak up their menus a little bit. And I, and I find that a lot of the restaurants do experiment a little bit. They'll throw a, an item on a menu for the week. And that may or may not ever show up on the real menu. And they use it as sort of a sounding board and a testing board to see how it goes. But I also love to see that you've got new people that are coming on that I haven't haven't tried. And that's one of the things I love year after year after year. I remember the year that Flamont came on. I was able to get down there and give that a shot. And when Maggiano's over at the mall had come back on, I first time I tried that was during restaurant week. And I'm looking, you know, I'm, I've been there, but I'm looking at uh, Ingrano is new this year. 
So that's it's a perfect opportunity for people to try your old favorites as well as try something new. I have my favorite restaurants, just like everybody else. We go to our favorites all the time. But I kind of use Annapolis Restaurant Week to go try something new. Or I look to see if any of my favorite restaurants have something new um, as a special that week that I haven't had before. Because even when I go to my favorite restaurants, you tend to eat your favorite dishes you know, that you've gotten a lot of time. So it is my uh, week to experiment. Well, you've mentioned favorite restaurants three times, so I'm, I'll put you on the spot. And, and you, you can bail out of this, but name some of your favorites in town. So I, I must have a little bit of, you know, I'm uh, – not uh, Italian. I, I tend to go to uh, Luna Blue a lot. I go to uh, Carpaccio's a lot. I definitely enjoy Carol's Creek every time there's a restaurant week. I, I definitely go pick them up. So I kind of spread it around. I enjoy going to Harry Brown's. Mm-hmm. And this year I'm definitely going to go try the new uh, Ingrano Bistro Bakery. Great. Well, I'll tell you, the uh, sounds like the ones that you mentioned are probably not not great for the diet that I'm on at this point. Pro tip on Carol's Creek, their French onion soup, incredible. Uh, just a little thing. And and the other one that's on here, uh, for, as far as I'm concerned, Federal House has the best hot chocolate in town, bar none. Go figure. All the coffee. Has all, all, great has a hot chocolate um, at their bar. Uh, a lot of great options. Yeah, yeah. Fed House, Fed House is really kind of neat there. I was just talking to somebody the other day. What was that called before Fed House? Was that, that was Griffin's, right? It was Griffin's, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Fed House has set up an outdoor tent, too, that has um, these like flaming fire pits at every single table, um, which is a pretty nice way to go out and enjoy it. It's just a little chill in the air to go out and enjoy an outdoor meal this time of year. You know, and I will say for people that are hesitant about dining outdoors, I did dine outdoors quite a bit. Deep into the winter, I, as far as I was concerned, and there's really only been about a month that I said, okay, you know, it's almost too cold to sit out there in the tent. But when they put a heater on there, you know, even with the flaps up, it's really not very uncomfortable. You you wear a coat, you know, that's fine, but it's not that big of a deal. And it's, you know, the food is just great. I mean, Annapolis has really come a long way as far as food goes. I know when I first moved here in 96, it had some okay – it had a bunch of okay restaurants. And there, there was one or two really good. I mean, Northwoods is not here anymore, but uh, that was a, a very good restaurant. But it never had anything that really jumped on the radar as far as really good restaurants. And now that's not the case. You know, we've yeah, got. And I think even some of our long term restaurants are even been stepping it up over the last few years as new competition has come to town. So I think we are really turning into a foodie town. We are. And there is a lot of competition, There is, a, which means there's a lot of choice. So that means the restaurants have to be on their A game to make sure that you're coming back and, uh, you know, and, and you've got more choices coming in. I know that there was just a new uh, – I don't know that they're going to participate because they literally just opened up the other day. But you've got the new coffee shop and uh, sort of wine bar, Tapas Place, uh, Curate up on like the 100 block of West Street, I think it is. Sure. So, sort of across from the Graduate Hotel. Yeah, Curate. They just opened up uh, Wednesday. And there are the people that own um the – Brown, brown mustache. mustache. I want to call yeah. it Mr. Mustache, but the Brown Mustache, which is also a very good locally owned coffee shop in Old Fox Books on Maryland Avenue. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's a really cool little store. It is. I'm sure. Well, I'll tell you, let's shift out of this. You're the man of many hats. You're the one that should be like hats in the belfry down. You, that, that's what you sh- your job should be because you do wear so many different hats in this town. You are also spearheading the first annual – no, it's not the first annual. I was corrected a long time on that. The inaugural Annapolis Oyster Fest. 
which is now presently running. It goes through March 21st. And what's that all about? So we had heard that the watermen uh, were hurting from the pandemic because they sell so much uh, product to restaurants that have been at not a capacity. And so we reached out to the state and they said, the industry uh, that's hurting the most in uh, the Maryland seafood is oysters. As you know, we'll pick our own crabs. Uh, we don't mind eating our, cooking our own fish. But we, we don't like chucking our own oysters out of it. Like, you know, we like to rely on our restaurants to do that, so that they really have struggled this year. So we brainstormed together. And we came up with this idea that we're going to promote oysters at our local restaurants um, if they promote uh, buy local. So if they promote uh, carry a local oyster, we'll, we'll put them in the event. And so we teamed up with the Maryland Department of Agriculture, uh, 19 Annapolis restaurants, and Eastern Shore Brewing Company, and we put together on this event that is just going gangbusters, helping our local watermen. And you can even get a chance to get your oysters for free if you tag Annapolis Oyster Week with an oyster. We're going to give away 100 dozen oysters in the month of March. 100 dozen? That sounds like you like clean the bay if you throw them in the water. It was funny. I was, I was just talking to a scientist, and I'll be doing a podcast with her shortly, um, from Cirque, and she just finished a study that is showing that, and I'm going to get way in over my head, but something going on with the bay is affecting the oysters to the point where they're getting confused and they're focusing on growing their shells as opposed to the meat. So what? I what, heard that. So yeah, it just came out like last week. So I'm going to be very interested to talk to Sarah on that. But it was very interesting saying that you know we we need to do this, and it's something fairly correctable to get the oysters to regrow their meat because, I mean, you know, when you open up an oyster, you want to see like a hunk of, hunk of oyster or not – or a pearl but exactly. you know, or something like that. But, I mean, but the restaurants that are in there, I mean, you've got Market House, you've got Blackwall Hitch, Boatyard, Buddy's, Fed House, Flamont, Harry Brown, Latitude 38, Luna Blues in there, which obviously has some Italian spin to that. McGarvey's has to be in there because they got Oyster Bar in their name. Uh, Middleton, O'Brien's, O'Leary's, Pusser's, Sailor also has to be in there because they got Oyster Bar. They couldn't say no to that. Uh, Sam's on the Waterfront, Severn Inn, Stan and Joe's, and Yellowfin, right? A little bit outside of town, but also another place with a spectacular view right on the South River. And you can just go to any of these. They've got the specials that are going on. You pair it up with a great brew from Eastern Shore Brewing and really help out our watermen because you know, watermen are in such – I mean, they're having a tough time, and I, I get that, that oysters are not something that you routinely do at home. That's that's an eat-out type of a meal. And when the restaurants went down to, A, being closed, and then all of a sudden, you know, open up and then closed down and everything else, they're, they're just dried up. And I know that they were having a difficult time trying to figure out, is it worth their while to be able to turn around and go out, harvest these oysters, bring them back? and get them into a processor or get them into a wholesaler to get them to restaurants if the restaurants aren't buying. So it was really a very, very trying year for the oystermen and the watermen. So definitely get out there and try some of the cool stuff that these restaurants are doing. You want to find that information at annapolisoysterfest.com. You want to make sure that if you're on social media, you take a picture of that slimy mollusk and you tag it with Annapolis Oyster Fest and you might win one of 100 dozen oysters. That's a lot of oysters. Are you going to do it all one time? You're going to have like 100 dozen like on City Dock and make people come down? That would be fun. Probably not this year with the pandemic. Uh, we will give people a uh, gift card to go redeem their uh, 
dozen oysters at a local restaurant. Well, that's the nice thing about, you know, the Oyster Fest and as well as Annapolis Restaurant Week is that it's not forcing people to be real tight together. We do have a little bit to go to get out of this pandemic. We still should be wearing our masks and keeping our distance and washing our hands and all that kind of stuff. But it is – you have the ability to enjoy both of these events without being crowded or you know getting any kind of COVID crazy. And that's – you guys have done a hell of a job really putting this together and making this work to be able to do it. And you know, I, I can't imagine – wrangling 40 restaurants for Annapolis Restaurant Week and a couple dozen for Annapolis Oyster Fest is an easy easy feat by any means. We've had our hands full, but uh, we are happy to do it. Uh, that's politically correct for, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, as we move, move on, I want you to take off your Annapolis Oyster Fest hat and put on your Maryland Day hat because you're also involved with that and Maryland Day is when is Maryland Day actually? That's uh, it is March nineteenth through twenty first, so it is right in the middle of Oyster Fest and Restaurant Week. It overlaps both of those and kind of ties the two events together. What is Maryland Day? Okay, Maryland Day is an actual holiday that is not celebrated by anybody that works for the state of Maryland, but it is celebrated by the people that work for the city of Annapolis because uh, they have off. But what is the Maryland Day celebration and Maryland Day all about? So it's when we, it's a it's considered like a birthday celebration of the state, and it's also a time when we uh, focus on the history and culture and heritage of our local area. So a lot of historic um, properties uh, tend to be closed in the winter months. This is kind of like their grand opening weekend, and most of them waive their fees to do their tours. We're only charged a dollar uh, for this particular weekend. So you go. Did, did, to, wait a minute. Did we skip? What did you say they charge? Either free or a dollar for this particular weekend. So it might typically cost you eight or ten dollars to go see a historic home, um, but for this weekend, you'll be able to do it for free or just one dollar. Okay, I thought I thought the audio skipped a little bit. I thought you said a dollar, and I'm like, no, that can't be right. A dollar? Seriously? Free or one dollar? Wow. Um, so it just depends on the site. So it makes it family friendly. Makes it affordable for everyone. So that. It, get rid of all the barriers to come out and learn about your local history in Annapolis and Southern and around the county. And this is all throughout the county, right? Um, I mean, you can learn. Within the Four Rivers Heritage Area, which goes from about Sandy Point State Park to the southern tip of Anne Arundel County. Okay. And some of the places, I, I know you've got like the Galesville Heritage Society is in there. Uh, certainly. Uh, Galesville, Deal, um, London Town, Annapolis. Um, are some of the, the major areas that um, are hosting events. What's your favorite tour on these things that you've done? You know, they're all kind of interesting because, um, believe it or not, a lot of them I had never been to until I got myself involved with it. So it was interesting to go, like, you know, the Charles Carroll House behind St. Mary's I hadn't been in until I started working with them. And going the tour, that was very interesting. I enjoyed going to London Town. Um, and taking their tour, I hadn't been to, hadn't been in the Chase Lloyd House before a Maryland Day event. So, um, or the Hammond Harwood House. So, all of them had, were new experiences for me. They're right at my back door. I can really walk to all the ones in downtown Annapolis from my home, and it gave me a chance just to learn about the history of my own backyard that I had been 
see from the outside, but never going really inside to explore. You know, that's so funny because I have always been a fan of being a tourist in your own backyard and you don't really realize what we have. And I've, you know, many times I'll just hop on the uh, Harbor Queen for something or other, or maybe one of the little uh, Miss Elizabeth or Elizabeth Ann, whatever their little boats are that do the Spa Creek tours or the, and it's just fascinating to listen to the tales, the, the history of what we have here, because it is so deep, whether it be, you know, the Waterman history down in Galesville. Uh, just a little thing. I know with Hardesty Funeral Home, they got their start down in Galesville. They were the first integrated funeral home in the state. They And I mean, it was back during when they had segregation and there was actually a door for blacks and a door for whites. But they were the very first one in the state to be able to, you know, would be able to bury blacks and whites out of the same, you know, have the services in the same building. The history that we have here in Annapolis uh, Anne Arundel County is just absolutely phenomenal, and there's plenty of resources available to us that we just don't really know about. And I think this is a great opportunity to get out and explore them. Yeah, it's great to have all of this history and um, get a chance to see it firsthand. And you know, it's just an event that's changed up this year with uh, because of COVID. So we will have both virtual events this year as well as in-person events. So depending on your comfort level, you can pick what's what's right for you. Again, you've done a uh, fantastic job of making that available for everybody with everybody's comfort level. Absolutely. Um, and one of the biggest events is always the Art Fest at Maryland Hall for their open house that weekend. And this year they have moved their um, event to all outdoors um, so that there'd be plenty of room for social distancing for people to get out and enjoy the spring weather that's just around the corner. That's true. I hear they've got a... I saw it, and I can't remember what it is. A guy that's doing an outdoor exhibit, and he's starting to build it fairly soon, and it's like a lot of branches. It's going to be an interesting uh, sculptural exhibit that he's building out there. I can't wait to see that this spring. Marilyn Hall, also a great resource that we have right here in Annapolis. We're so lucky to have them and all the programs that they have. They've certainly figured out a great way to work around COVID with uh, the virtual stuff and some stuff in person and everything else. So it's wonderful. And then, you know, once you get out of March, then you got to look into the film festival, which is coming into that. I say it's coming into town, but it's going to be virtual again this year, but they're getting gearing up for that as well. And this just really makes me very happy that we seem to be sliding out of the, oh my gosh, we need to sit at home and hunker down mentality that we had a year ago from today, that we can get out, we can, safely enjoy what we have, what we're so fortunate to have. And hopefully, you know, as the vaccines roll through everybody that we can get on and get back to some semblance of normalcy. So, and this is a, a great step and a great harbinger of that. And you guys have done a great job on it. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing everybody out there socially distanced with their mask on and enjoying the month of March in Annapolis. And the websites you need to know, you want to go to annapolisrestaurantweek.com for Annapolis Restaurant Week. And if you are planning to dine in or dine out there, because it will be busy, I would suggest, and because we're still at 50% capacity, making a reservation if they do take them. For the Annapolis Oyster Fest, which goes through the 21st, annapolisoysterfest.com. And then Maryland Day, which is a, actually a three-day thing, but the 19th, 20th, and the 21st of March, you want to go to marylandday.org. Annapolis Restaurant Week, March 20th to 28th. So you've got eight full days of breakfast, lunch, and dinner of the goodness that comes around Annapolis. You've got 20 days of the Annapolis Oyster Fest. And Maryland Day, plenty of stuff to do. Get out there, enjoy the springtime, do it safely, and 
you know, hopefully next year we're going to be back to the usual. That's the goal. Eric Evans, who is the executive director of the Downtown Annapolis Partnership, thank you very much. And you also want to check out downtownannapolispartnership.org. And the Downtown Annapolis Partnership is the de facto business association for downtown. And there's just so much that they've done. They've worked so hard to make sure that the businesses can keep up and running during this whole pandemic. I know that you created a micro site initially where they could pick up at the curb. They could get gift cards. They could order everything right from there. You had the updates on the restaurants and updates on the stores saying, hey, yes, we're open. We're closed. We've got short hours. You guys were absolutely integral for the success of the businesses. And and we have sadly lost several businesses over the past year. But I think Annapolis in Anne Arundel County in general is doing a heck of a lot better than most places are because of the support of people like Eric Evans and the people that live in the community that recognize the importance of small businesses, small local businesses. We're lucky to have great residents in this area who understand the importance of buying local, um, which has definitely reduced the impact. While there has been a struggle, more of them have held on here than in many neighborhoods. So um, I got to just say thank you to the Annapolis community for being out there and supporting the local businesses. Nothing more I can add to that. Eric Evans, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. I will let you get back to your wrangling of the restaurants for Annapolis Restaurant Week. And I look forward to seeing you around town on the 20th to the 28th at some restaurant. And if you want to make sure you follow All Annapolis or the Daily News Brief for our daily podcast, uh, I think we might have some gift cards that we may want to may give away to, to help you enjoy the culinary spectacle that will be Annapolis Restaurant Week 2021. We're definitely going to have some good gift cards to give away on uh, I'm Annapolis and All Annapolis. Cool. Where else um, are you giving away any on your own? Where should people look? Yes, um, if they follow um, the Downtown Annapolis Partnership on social media or Annapolis Restaurant Week on social media, we'll be giving them away there as well. And Visit Annapolis will be giving some away. Very cool. So for those that are listening, you play your cards right. You go to like all these different places and you could like eat for free for a week. There you go. Eric, thank you very much. I will see you uh, see you around town in Restaurant Week. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday. 